A hundred years ago, the dark wizard Hollowell raised an army and tried to conquer the world. He was stopped by an unlikely hero, Sheriff Asip Stormwood. As Hollowell died, he prophesied that he would be reborn twice more and rise again. Stormwood looked him in the eye and said if Hollowell did, his descendants would strike him down. Sheriff Asip Stormwood went on to form Stormwood and Associates to make sure they'd be ready for Hollowell's returns. A private detective, security, and federally licensed magic users agency. 25 years ago, Hollowell returned for the first time, and a Stormwood made good on Asip's promise. But the third coming of Hollowell may not be so far in the future. But the young Raz Stormwood just might know it's coming, and she plans to be ready. Previously on Stormwood and Associates. The Stormwood team was met by Barrow Mackay, who said, who slapped a coin down on a table dramatically and said he had a way in to the Order of Greyhaven. The Order of Greyhaven is a secret society that apparently Hollowell was once the leader of, and that coin bears the symbol that our characters know as the symbol of Hollowell. It turns out that there was a large soiree going on for the auction of some magical item called the Stone of Trancura. Um, at this large manor outside of town. Now, Barrow Mackay had a way in to disguise Kel as this well-known member of the Order of Greyhaven whose face no one had ever seen on the West Coast and got in, and while the rest of our team stole another coin out of police evidence and also infiltrated with the goal of getting the member list of the entire Order of Greyhaven. Very exciting. The team split in two with uh, Barry Mackay and NK of the Ark team going with Kel to lingle with, mingle with the guests, while Raz, Mara, Bill, and Babbitt all broke in and stole the list from a computer. They also stole a large magical object about the shape of a football, but two feet long and about a foot in diameter at the middle and shoved it inside a fodder creature that Bill summoned and uh, walked it right out of there. And they don't know what it is, but they know it's the most heavily magical object that Bill has ever encountered in his life. It's spooky. The team got the, the team stealing the list, got out of the building and got back to the offices, but arrived there uh, without any idea where Kel, Barrow, and NK were, and none of them are answering their phones. Also, while at the thing, um, they encountered uh, Jim Johnson, who was claiming to be working undercover at the, at the Order of Greyhaven, trying to make his own bust and get the Stone of Trancura. Very exciting. So, right now, Still in their fancy clothes. And still with a fodder creature going morp. Raz, Mara, Bill, and Babbitt stand in the Stormwood offices. Alright, this uh, not being able to get a hold of the other part of the team, that's very unnerving. I'll be the first to admit that. But, but, 
we did bring back something valuable. More? Yes. About that. <laughs> you, you gonna do something about your Potter guy? Yeah, I'm going to, uh... I'm going to dispel him. Well, I'm just going to... Okay, so remember, he's still got the football inside him. Right. I'm going to... I'm going to politely remove the football-sized object. Alright, so you're going to pick up the object with your hands? Yep. Roll me a d10. Oh, boy. Nine. You have it in your hands. It is All right. big, red, and glowing. And I'm going to politely dispel Morp. Morp. From. So. Yeah, All right. Yeah, and that doesn't take any like to dismiss a fodder creature doesn't like that you've summoned doesn't require any like use of sweet move points or anything. You can just say you can just dismiss it, and it'll. Okay, good because that was vaguely terrifying. More... Even for something <laughs> I did. Morpa dissolves into light while. Waving at you. Aw. Oh, he'll be back. Probably. We should probably stick that someplace safe. <laughs> you think? I'm sure well, we have in the office somewhere. Alright, let's, let's find a good place to hide this thing. Well, where do you want to put it? Uh, I'm sure we've got a vault. You have a weapons locker. Um, do you have a vault? Mm. There's gonna be a safe. I mean, it's not. It's, I'm asking Raz. Do you have a safe? I feel like we would have. Okay, where is it? Mm, probably my office. Okay. Is it like a hidden safe, or is it just like a safe sitting in the corner? Mm. Hidden. Alright, is it in the wall, in the floor? <laughs> what would be cool? <laughs> and not <laughs> trophy. That's the hard thing. Trophy, are... secret safes. Trophy's are, fine. Like... I was going to say, what's... those are not contradictory things. Trophy things can be cool. Okay. Put it behind that picture of a safe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, her office is in the corner, I think, canonically. At least on my yeah. maps of the place. So she's got a corner office. You know what? It's going to be um, in the floor under my desk. So, like, in the footwell of my desk. Yeah, that sounds like a really great uh -huh. spot for it. All right, Bill, are you carrying it over there? Yes. All right. Raz, I'm assuming you're going to open the safe for him? Yep. All right, so, Bill, I want you to roll me a D10 as you put it in the safe. All righty. Seven. All right. You put it in the safe. 
Oh, if you expect me to tell you what happens, I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> whether or not seven was a good roll or not, I'm not going to clarify. Yeah. If there's a problem, they can solve it. If you need to find someone, they can do it. Stormwood and Associates is a detective, security, and federally licensed magic users agency. If you need help, they'll be there. But don't get in their way. Or else, you'll get caught in the eye of the storm. All right. So, as you put the thing in the safe, and I'm assuming you close the safe behind it. Yep. Yes. All of your phones light up. Ah. Okay. And there's just. I check my phone. <laughs> there is just a single message across all of your screens, and it says. You need to save NK. What? 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 Can does it say who the message is from? No, it, this was. Uh, this is not like a text message. Uh, this was inserted it. backdoor into your phones, almost like yeah. someone with a lot of hacking skills. Maybe wasn't yeah. trying to leave trails oh. that he sent this message oh. to you. Alright. Oh, oh dear. Yeah, probably means he got caught or he's like still with the bad And the fact that he's sending this message, um, that because usually we would just like text each other as whoopty frickin' do. Um, but the fact that he's sending it like this encoded and this backdoor way means that one, he probably is either got caught or is just still around those people um two that i cannot probably message him back at all right my first question would be where is nk well the last time you saw her was at the house yeah oh i was afraid that we'd probably have to go back there Any thoughts? Anybody else? Marge, I don't think we have a choice. Well, we, we got to do it. We could see if we know any names on that list. Are you going to check that list questions? I want to check that list again. All right. You were trying to find out if Jim Johnson was on the list. That was the, the goal at the time, yes. You going to check again? Yeah. All right. Um, 
I made you roll enough for it last time. You check the list. His name is not on the list. His name is not on the list. Okay. Huh. Who thought his name would be on the list? That's weird. Well, uh, Mara just kind of looks at you. Well, I mean, he didn't say his name was Jim Johnson, though, to, to Raz when he didn't know she was Raz. I mean... Think Jim Johnson is his fake name? I don't know if a police officer know. would want to use his real name at this thing. I don't know. He said he was undercover. Yeah, I I, I would not be surprised to find a, an undercover name on that on that yeah, list. The name, he, the name he gave you was Mark Thompson. Yeah. Because nothing is not generic about Jim Johnson. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think if we if if his name is on this list, I don't think that says anything because it's you know an undercover name. Yep. Well, I mean, so we're we gonna get these guys or what? I mean, we get get NK. Also, how do you get this off your? All of you guys have cleared this from your screens. Why can't I get this off my phone screen? We obviously have to save her. That, that's not up for debate, right? No. It's only been like 20 minutes since you guys left the party. Maybe a half an hour. Well, all right. We should... We have to figure out a way to get back in. Uh, using a... Mara goes back into the office she's been camping out in and closes the door. Seriously? We're probably changing. Dead changed, asshole! See? Yeah, honestly, I'd like to get changed too. If we're sneaking back in, we we kind of know the layout of the house now, and we don't really need to go, you know, the official way in. Mara comes back out wearing, you know, pants, a jacket, and is carrying a baseball bat with a nail in it. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, fine, that works. <laughs> I assume we're all getting changed because I don't want to go back there in a spangly dress anymore. What, you want to actually be able to carry, you know, firearms? Yes. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. My grappling, hung, uh, my grappling gun might be real nice. Technically, that was in your purse. Yeah, well, I thought it was in my boobs. Remember, we had a whole conversation about how that would be physically painful. Either way. Those are sharp. Boobs are squishy. Yes, but grappling hooks are sharp and arc backwards back towards where they are. They arc backwards perfectly around boobs. 
No, but yeah. it's sharp <laughs> points. They're meant to be able to, like, stab into rocks slightly. Well, with that attitude... Have you guys... Am I the only one who's ever held a physical grappling hook before? Uh, probably. Flamethrower, yes. Grappling hook, no. So I'm assuming everyone is getting... Well, I mean, Bill's pretty much wearing his normal clothes. Um... <laughs> yes, everyone's getting changed, and we're bringing all our normal gear. Yes. Guns, ammo. Yes. Backpack full of snacks. You know, normal stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys going to drive back out there then? We're going to drive back out there. We're going back. Yep. We're driving. I'm driving. I was going to say you're the driver. All right. So. The drive back to the Greyhaven estate is not exactly, you know, eventful. It's just roads at night as you leave the city and head back into the mountains. As you approach the house, the gates, there there are gates by the road that were open when you originally arrived, but um, they're still... Give, roll me a d10. Somebody. Five. Gates are still open. But where before everything was well lit, everything, like, all the stuff by the road is dark. Maybe you turn the heads off when we're approaching. Yep. Alright. And I'll say, because you're a goblin, you probably have decent night vision, so we will be most... Actually, I'm going to have you roll me some driving tests, then, if you're going to drive with the headlights off. Sure. All right, so roll me a d10. Three. All right, and remember, because you're a driver, um, you're going to get a plus two on all vehicle rolls. Okay. Five, then. Okay. Yep, you passed the first one. Roll me another one. Uh, 12. Yeah, you passed that. Especially since I just have a raw D10, so. Roll again. 12. <laughs> okay. And once more. 9. Ooh, okay. Let me... All right, so I need you to, um, I need to flip the coin. Do I have a physical coin, or am I somehow going to roll this? I have a coin. All right, so heads or tails? Heads. You are so lucky. <laughs> All right, you 
And right at the last second, as you're getting closer to the house, uh, you misjudge there's a rock, like a large rock to the side of the car, that, and you hit it. But um, you, uh, you, you manage to hit it, but uh, it, uh, you, it does not end up damaging the car. Like you just, it hit the tire and you like go over it slightly. So everyone got a little jostled in the vehicle, but Ugh. you're fine. So as you approach the house, before when you were here, all of the exterior lights were on. Um, and while the porch light is still on, like this house had been fully illuminated from like base lighting, kind of lighting up its large white facade. Now that the lights are out, you can see almost like a dim green glow coming from the building as like almost like a series of veins and almost an organic energy is like very dimly pulsing through this building. Most of the lights inside the building are still on. <sighs> How far away are you going to stop the car? Quite far. Okay. All right, so you stop the car. Yep. You are in still the dark of the trees. This large ma manner pulsing with magical energy is in front of you. You can see that there's still a couple of cars parked near the building. But no one is outside that you can see. Bill, what do you make of it? Uh, I'm going to use Detect Spooky. Okay. Um, yeah, it's super spooky. Every it's you. This house feels the same way it did when you were here last, where the whole building is just pulsing with energy. Yeah, it's just as horrifyingly awful as last time. I, I think, no different, though? Really, okay. it, really, Bill, you think the only difference is just that you can see it now because there's not, like, other stuff. Yeah, it's, right. it hasn't really changed. It's mostly just still terrible. Okay. That's gross. Okay. Huh. Raz, how do you want to play this? Um, well, the last place that we remember seeing them was that grand ballroom. So I guess we better start searching in there, seeing if there's anywhere they could have gone straight from there. Whether it be up or down, you know? So are you... Sure. So are you saying we're going to go in through, like, the front door? Mm. Alright, so let's remember the layout of this house. Alright? Yeah. Um, and for the... For the players, the map is in the uh, our player chat thing that we have on Facebook Messenger. All right, so if you recall, um, the house is kind of like 
the floor the first floor is shaped like a big L, right? Where the main house is what is what you're looking at with the front door, and then on the uh, west wing, there's a there's a wing off of the the west side of the house that extends back just on the first floor, and that kind of. But the the house kind of has it has this the grand terrace, which is what is connected to the the ballroom, and then there's this large court garden with like topiaries and fancy hedges, and that on two sides has the house um there's and then there was like this wooded area past all of it but on the east side of the house there's just sort of this like walkway with hedges next to it like on the east side of the house there's not a wall there's like not building there that opens towards the court garden Okay. doesn't know <laughs> um, so I mean as usual so what what your choices are is you have to decide do you want to go in the front door do you want to mm -hmm. go to one of the side doors and try to go directly into the house or do you want to circle around the house through the gardens and because remember that those gardens like the the terrace connects to them that you were on then that connect that connects directly to the uh, the ballroom the yeah ballroom, yeah so we'll probably want to do that. I think that's a fine idea. Cool. All right, so... Round back. All right, so... Mara is going to hide. Babbitt, are you hiding? Yeah, I'm going to hide as well. Roll me your hide roll. Three. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's going to be fun. All right, so. <laughs> I'm so well hidden, you guys. <laughs> oh, boy. Can you get, so, so, uh, Bill and get, and, uh, Raz, just roll me D10s real quick. Two. Two. You guys. Babbitt is so well hidden. It's amazing. <laughs> it's just Where'd it go? Oh, <laughs> you are so confident that you're well hidden. Yep. Actually, let me... Mar well, you can't see Mara. So, uh, <laughs> if you could, you'd see that she's rolling her eyes because she can... She, yeah, roll way better. Um, all right. So, you guys are you are you gonna make your way along the east side of the house? Yes. Yeah. All right. So it seems you like the best plan. So as you go along the the east side of the building, um, you pass by uh, 
patio, and then um, there's another entrance on this side. Um, and uh, someone roll me a d10. Five? Okay, yeah. So uh, you make, and there's just, uh, while there are a bunch of windows into that room, you don't see the, there is a person in there, but they're literally just facing away from the windows. Um, as you pass that by, uh, so you get to, as you pass that entrance, there is, uh, so there's the terrace to the, there's the, the bordering terrace, um, which is kind of like a, it's not the same as the Grand Terrace. Like, there's house between you and the Grand Terrace. Um, but there is a uh, kind of this, this perimeter terrace um, to your left, and there are the hedges are to your right. Um, as you continue, someone roll me a d10. Eight. All right, so, yeah, it's you You make it by those windows at in there's like a drawing room to the windows. You make it by those on scene. Um, so right now you guys are by the, well, um, kind of this, like there's this patio and then um, it runs alongside the court garden. And so the court garden, if, so to your left is the court garden and that would be the way to the Grand Terrace. There are large topiaries and hedges, like, kind of mixed throughout this. There's, like, a water feature in the middle, like a fountain. Um, it's all very lovely and pretty. And, uh, not lit up at all and completely black. <laughs> the only illumination is from the house. From the lights in the house. I'd say let's go through the garden. I'd just be wary of traps. Agreed. All right. Let me take a look here. I need to pull some rules up before I decide whether or not something's going to happen because I don't want to contradict myself later. Alright, so you guys make your way into the garden. Um, I'm assuming Babbitt and Mara are taking point. Yes. Good guess. Mara <laughs> rolled a nine on her hide check, so she's way better hidden than Babbitt's. And she's got a bat with a nail in it. So, there are a couple of different ways through this garden. There are a couple of different paths. Um, there's one that kind of goes, like, straight to the house. There's another one that goes to the fountain and then back to the house. And then there's one that goes to the right that um, connects with 
like a bunch of other paths that then would then go to different points in the house in the Grand Terrace. Because there are a couple of, like, and there are other paths other than that, but uh, which which way do you guys want to go? Uh. And I would think straight to the house, yeah? We don't need to, like, Resident Evil any puzzles out of the fountain. I wouldn't think so, yeah. Alright, so you're going to take the path that goes straight to the house? All right. Um, uh, someone roll me a d10. Six. Okay. Bill, it might be a good idea to detect Spooky. All right. Doing that right now. There's something along this path between you and the house. All right, hold up, guys. There's, we've got company. Somewhere between us and the big building. What is it? I, I don't know. It, 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 it's, it's company. It probably doesn't want us here. Maybe. It's spooky. Yeah, I would say so. It's about twenty feet in front of where Mara is currently. There's just an area of the ground that is setting off your detect spooky. Mara, the, the ground, like, about uh, 20 feet in front of you. It could just be my years of watching Looney Tunes, but <laughs> I wonder if that's not uh, an illusion to make it seem like the path goes straight to the house when in fact it doesn't. I assume there's like rocks and pebbles yeah, gravel. so this is kind of a gravel path. Awesome. Um, I'd like to... Well, I'm, I'm thinking about grabbing a rock and just tossing it over to that spooky area and seeing what happens. All right. You pick up a rock and you toss it there? Okay. It lands on the ground. I'm not sure. Gen is not sure. <laughs> well, let's let's maybe just try to go around it. So you're gonna backtrack to the other path, the one that I think led so. to the fountain. All right. All right. So you head back to the fountain, and uh, 
So you're at the fountain, and uh, so nothing happens when you get to the fountain. There is so there's a path that goes from here also straight to the house. Let's. I say let's try to get to the house from the fountain. All right, Bill, roll me a d10. Eight. Eight. Along this path, you are also detecting a patch of ground up ahead that also, uh, kind of triggering this for you. How far ahead? Um, it's roughly like uh, as close to the house as the other spot was. Just on this. Path. All right, guys, we we got another nasty spot, equidistant in front of the house. Anyway, how much you want to bet it's a freaking magic fence? It's not always a magic fence. It's often a magic fence, though. I mean, because we could try the third path and see if there's a spooky spot on that one, which I bet there is. I we mean, could try it to... wouldn't hurt to, to check. Okay. All right, so from where you are by the fountain, so you could either go back all the way out to, like, there was a, a perimeter path that also, like, went to a different spot in the house. But you're at the fountain, and there's kind of, like, there are more path options from here. Some leading directly to other parts of the house, or, you know. So it's it's your choice. Do you want to, like, because you're kind of in the center of the court garden. Do you want to head straight to the house, or do you want to go out to, from a different path that's from where you're standing, or do you want to backtrack all the way out to, like, the perimeter path? Well, I was thinking of just moving forward with one of the other paths. Okay. Um, Alright. And just seeing if there's a spooky spot on it. Alright. So, Bill, roll me a d10. Alrighty. Dude, dude. Three. Crap. You, you're not detecting any... Yeah, you... It's... So far, so good. Okay. Mara's in the lead... And she is going to just sort of, um, she's going to reach a point in the path walking, and she is just going to bounce right off it. And she just kind of blocked. Magic fence. Magic fence. Huh. All right. So. She's mad. I mean, and you only... the air in front of her. <laughs> Mara. Mara, come back here. It's not going to work. I think the only path we haven't tried yet (laughs) is the perimeter path. Okay. Well, you're going to go back out to the perimeter and take that path. Bill, roll me a d10. All right. Three again. Yeah, it seems fine. Mara in the lead is going to walk right into that wall. Dang it! And nothing terrible happens to her. But she is just sort of fuming. Okay, but look, I I didn't pick up anything. If you want to actually try detecting Spooky normally. 
I'm gonna detect spooky, yes. You 100% detect there's kind of a barrier there. Okay, so there's, like, probably a huge barrier around, uh, well, the whole place, actually. Yep. You do remember you saw Royce at the party. Okay. So, let's see. Is there any way we could go over or under barrier? Well, that'll be a question for Bill. Uh, let's see. I'm not sure. Let me... How can I scan for something like that? Okay, so with the tech spooky, you can generally figure out that it's a wall. Right? That it's vertical. Um, roll me, uh, let's see how much you know about wards. Oh, man. Roll me a d10. Two. Okay. <laughs> so you know something. You know there are these things called wards. Yep. You're really sure that wards are a thing. Uh, it's and, probably... Uh, Relates to wards somewhere. Yeah, uh, probably relates to wards. You know that it's sometimes possible to push through them? Um, I'm... You, you also... You do have Dispel, right? Yes. So you also know this. You know that you could probably Dispel the ward, but you also know that you'd be immediately alerting whoever cast it that it was down. Look, I, I can Dispel the ward. Probably. But if I can get it to work, then they're going to know that we dispelled it, like, immediately. Like, right away. So it's, uh, yeah. But you also know, you, you do know that, like, it is possible to brute force through something like this. Oh, pardon me. Yawn. I mean, there are ways to burst through it. It's just, uh, takes a lot of, probably gumption, I think. Or an SUV. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to no, tell you Babbitt, flat out. We need that. Babbitt, I'm going to tell you flat out that an SUV doesn't have any better odds than a person. Okay. <laughs> and plus, we need that to get back to the office. I mean, it's Don't dramatic, jeopardize our ride home. but I'm just going to tell you, there's not better odds. <laughs> so Mara is just going to look straight ahead, and she's going to run into this wall of magic as hard as she can. And she just, like, seems to stutter for a second, like, in midair, and then just pops through and falls over on the other side. <laughs> she rolled very well. I do a little golf clap. As she then, like, tries to walk back to the wall, like, she had made it well past the wall. 
she walks back to the wall so like almost like a strut and then suddenly like as she gets like within 10 feet of it is almost flung back through and out and then lands like right back at your feet holy crap she gets up rubs the dirt off her face then sighs and then runs right back at the wall and thankfully rolls well enough where she makes it through again uh. And then she but like just like starts just slowly backs away from the wall towards the house. Cool. Okay. Um, I'm gonna run towards the wall then. Alright, roll me a D ten. Dang it. Two. You bounce right off it. I'm gonna try again. Alright, roll me a D ten. Eight. You make it right on through. You kind of stutter halfway through the air and then, like, that then manage to land and roll, and you are back by Mara. This but is roll, getting embarrassing. But I need you to roll me a d10, Raz. One. Okay, I'm going to keep that in mind. Mara's got a hide roll. You don't, so we have to compensate for... Yep. Bill, Babbitt? All right, Babbitt's going next. Roll me a d10. Five. Ooh. You get to the wall, you start to pass through it, and then, like, you just get pushed right back out. I'm a bitch. All right. Guys, I think we need to really seriously consider the idea of just dispelling and rushing in. Raz, you can't hear what he just said. I saw his lips move, though, correct? Yeah, you saw his lips move. I put my hand up to my ear like what? I said perhaps we should dispel and then Shaking rush my head. In. Yeah. Also you notice your comms aren't working through this barrier. Oh. Pointing to my ear and putting a slashing movement on my neck saying nope. Cannot. <laughs> Not working. Can't hear. Alright fine. I'm just going to try to run through it. All right, roll me a d10. Banza one. Oh god. <laughs> it's like you ever see a bird hit a window? Yes. <laughs> just the bill-shaped imprint. The bill just almost like slides down and then falls back on the ground. Ow. Ow. I'm gonna gesture, like, get up, try again. Come on, let's go. Alright, alright. Let me, let me try it again. Oh, God. Let me try it again. Yeah! Seven. Yeah, you, okay, so... 
You're up to the wall. It's like almost like when you hit the wall, it's like trying to run through jello. Like you feel yourself just pulling, pulling, pulling. But it's just like, and you finally, like you feel like you're about to get pushed out and you almost, you just suddenly break through into to air and you fall flat on your face, but you're on the other side. Roll me, roll me a d10. Four. Okay. Babbitt, you're the only one on the outside. All right, I'm going again. All right, roll me a d10. I, I get, I get like a big, I back up a whole lot so I can get a big running start. Eight. You almost, it, like, you you make a mad dash through. You seem to stutter a little bit in the middle, like just a little bit of difficulty, but then you pull on through. And everyone is now on this side of the barrier. First, let me roll that d10. <laughs> oh, you are lucky. My name is Trey Dorn, and I was your game master for this session. Joining me, as always, was Kyle Johnson as Babbitt, Nick Izumi as Bill, and Gen Proc as Raz Stormwood. Stormboard and Associates is a production of Nerd and Tie. You can find more information at nerdandtie.com slash stormwood. You can also find us on social media at Nerd and Tie on Twitter, nerdandtie.tumblr.com, and facebook.com slash nerdandtie. This podcast can be subscribed to on anywhere that major podcasts are found, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and uh, quite a few other places, and anywhere that takes an RSS feed as well to be continued. Hey, while you're still here, let me tell you about another podcast on the Nerd and Tie Network, and that's Let's Be Legendary. Let's Be Legendary, the Fey Wild West, is a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play game. So, an actual play game like this one, but like, you know, in a system people actually use in the real world. Set in a homebrew Wild West steampunk world, uh, the Fey Wild West follows two people discovering what it means to be in a relationship, all the while seeking revenge and learning the truth of their pasts. Let's Be Legendary podcast is an LGBTQ plus podcast with both main and minor characters as well as players falling under the queer blanket. A heavy RP game with a focus on story and characters. And you can hear it every week here on the Nerd and Tie Network. And you can find all of their subscription information and links at nerdandtie.com slash legendary. <laughs>